Hello. Hello, everybody. Hope we're all doing absolutely fantastic. I'm not, because I've just seen my head wig that you broke again. Oh, yeah, sorry about that. It actually wasn't me. He flew out of my hands. <laughs> do, you, do you remember anyone who listens to the podcast Long Term Listener when I decided that I was going to take up Lego as a hobby and bought the head wig? Um, Lego. Lego made it in like two days and was like, this is a really expensive hobby. Two days? It was like two minutes? It was ridiculous. <laughs> Flew together. <laughs> hey, so Phil moved it the other day and broke it all to bits. It's not in that many pieces. There's a few bits that are broken off. And I said to Jen, oh, I just put it back together. She was like, I've not got the manual. I don't know what to do. I don't know where the bits go. That blows my mind. I didn't know that was a thing with Lego. Yeah, you follow the little instructions. So it's basically an Ikea set, but you don't get a wardrobe at the end. Yes. Brilliant. You get a headwig. <laughs> and it's three times the price. And it moves. So wings move up and down. It might not do any more. <laughs> One definitely doesn't go up and down. I'm really drunk. upset about it. I apologised. Yeah, not enough. Do you know how many coffee cups you've broken a man in the past, like, ten days? Good point. Yeah, but... <laughs> yeah, good point. Just ten days. I'm not even talking last six, seven years. Just ten days. Yeah, but you didn't spend hours making those. I've spent you got hours making free. coffee that goes in. <laughs> oh, can you make me a coffee? Yes. Not right now, though. We're in the middle of the podcast. Oh, no. But if anybody didn't know, I'm now a barista. Phil's barista, barista Phil, that's what we call them. Because I've got a coffee. Have we mentioned on the podcast how you've just ruined coffee shops for me now? I think we might have said it last week. Did we? Can't remember, though. Say it again, because it makes me feel good. (laughs) So I went to Costa, um, which you all know, we used to love a Costa. We used to go and work in Costa every week, pre-babies, didn't we? Um, And... No, we don't. No, we don't, because <laughs> Phil got a coffee machine and he makes us the coffees here, um, and also babies. Um, but I, I had one and I absolutely hated it. It was awful. Just to specify, the one from Costa was the one you hated. Yeah, and he was the mm. good person who made it. I'm just better. Yeah, you are. You've ruined coffee shops for me now. So. And I'm going to get better because I'm booking a barista course today. Booking a barista course. He's getting his fandangled little equipments for his, with his birthday money. So he ba- we basically bought him a machine and then he's buying loads of different parts to replace the bits that we bought. Him. Oh, no, they're not replacing it. They're extras. Extras? Mm-hmm. Who they? gives you extra? Who, who, who? You. Halifax. Was that Halifax? I have not a clue. Who gives you extra? Who? Ooh, ooh. I have no idea what you're on about. Was that Halifax? No. The advert. Oh, was it the dog? Churchill. Yeah. No, I don't what think so. Where was he from? Uh, Admiral. Is that what no, he was from? No, I'm just naming insurance companies. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Why do insurance companies have all the like dogs? I don't know. This is a know. podcast, you're Sorry. <laughs> all the like really memorable adverts like the reason i wasn't speaking then is because i was going oh eight hundred double oh ten sixty six hastings <laughs> yeah. yeah clever number that they picked though because battle of hastings is in 1066 very clever <laughs> so, no, i just i heard someone saying on the on the what's the greg james thing where unpopular is it unpopular opinion yeah someone said that they just didn't believe that the battle of hastings was a thing i mean fair enough <laughs> in terms of like i wasn't there yeah, but... I don't know why they'd make that up. No, I know it's weird, isn't it? Weird thing to not believe. Yeah. Of all the things that are going on, that's what you don't believe. Just, I don't believe a battle at Hastings was real. I don't think a battle happened. Battle? 0800 00 1066. 1066. <laughs> Love that. 
<laughs> so I've got free adverts for you there, Hastings. You <laughs> are well. I don't see it anymore, though. Do you think they're still about? What, adverts? We don't watch live TV. No, I mean, oh, that's probably why I don't see the Hastings advert, yeah. We literally, our insurance is literally Hastings, is it not? No. Oh, no, we're Admiral. It used to be. <laughs> Last year it was Hastings. It's not been our insurance since 1066. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway. Oh, funny. How funny are adverts? We should put some in this. We can if we want. We get paid for it if we do. Do we? Yeah, if you pop some in the middle. What? Like, by who? What do you mean? What, we just start talking about stuff and then tell them we've no, talked about it. No, they're like pre-recorded. They send you them and you pop them in the middle of the episode. Oh, so no. like, you know when people... I don't listen to many podcasts anymore, but when I did, like yeah, 10 minutes in, the middle, in yeah. there's been an advert in the middle. Well, it's like sponsored, isn't it? It's a sponsored ad. So like someone's paid them to put it in the middle of their podcast. I don't think anyone's sponsoring us, Phil. Us little fuck over here. Yeah, but the four listeners we have might buy from them. <laughs> and it might be worth it. Do you know what? I think we deserve a share. Okay. I think we do. What, in like a company? No, on like anywhere. People who are listening. Oh, right. I think like a share, like a percentage. I think we have committed like dead hard for this podcast. Yeah, I've tried really hard. Try really hard every week. Someone share us. If anyone out there's listening. Send it to someone. So I'm going down a, a non-traditional route. Instead of saying subscribe, save and share, I'm just saying please share <laughs> us. Please, I beg you. Sounds <laughs> literally just begged you. <laughs> I hope it works. Yeah. Should we give them some actual value now so they've got yeah, something okay. to share? Three steps to managing hunger, even when it feels uncontrollable. I think this is going to be a really popular topic. I don't. And the reason, I know why you've just done that. <laughs> I can't help. We've just done the client podcast and we were talking about when you have intrusive thoughts and Jen was saying, I was big enough, we were talking about, if I can find it, uh, a simple no. trick for knowing when to stop eating and I was like, this is really great, it works every time and Jen was like, I really wanted to just say no, it doesn't. Even though I know it doesn't. <laughs> um, and so I just said that. Sorry, I realised that we're on a different podcast then and I was like, oh, that makes no sense to anyone. Now, no. this steps or these steps should I say these steps tragedy these steps and the feelings going steps <laughs> I wanted you to sing every time I said it do you know I any other songs I was trying but I was laughing um, better than ever you know it's quite impressive thank you um, it's not as simple as saying don't worry about it like just just don't worry about hunger and I think I've seen that advice given quite a lot especially on social media where people say that oh you know, you're supposed to feel hungry, so like, don't worry about it. I said, well, I am worrying about it, and telling me not to worry about it isn't stopping me worrying about it. In fact, the advice of don't worry about it really, really works, does it? It doesn't really help with much. Uh, it's a little like someone saying, oh, I need to eat less food. Oh, have you tried eating less food? Oh, right, okay, yeah, that's great. I need to move more. Oh, have you tried moving more? Oh, right, okay, thanks. Yeah, it's really helping me. It like, doesn't actually help. And I actually think that it's it makes things worse because I think it almost oversimplifies the process. It's like, well... Does that mean that everybody else can just not worry about it? And there's only me that doesn't that, that worries about it. And it's like, no, a lot of people do. A large percentage of people do. I would say the majority of people who are in a position where they are trying to lose weight now or have tried to lose weight, have worried about hunger, have struggled with managing it. Uh, that's the majority of people. And so if you're sat there thinking, is it just me? No, you are in the absolute majority, the absolute majority. So do not listen to people that say, don't worry about it. I used to like emergency because I was scared of being hungry. Like I'd be like, oh, don't know if I'm getting this food. And it wasn't like tactical for like, I'm not going to be in for a little while, so I need this food to like tide me over. It was literally a sheer panic 
if I don't know when I'm getting my next food, I need to stuff my face now just in case. Or like, I used to be really, really fussy when I was a bit younger. So I would like panic eat if I was going somewhere in case I didn't like any food mm-hmm. because I didn't, I couldn't cope with the idea of the thought of being hungry. That's um, a good example of the fact that it's normal. Yeah, yeah. And speak to a lot of clients about this as well um, because it is super common. But three steps. So first one is you've actually got to expect it. So if you're on a journey to lose weight, we are going to feel some level of hunger because you probably heard the term calorie deficit when you're eating and drinking less than you are less calories than you are burning now you are in a deficit of energy you are not providing your body with as much energy as it needs therefore you are going to feel a bit hungry now I don't want us to like celebrate that but I want I want you to understand that like it is if it's something that makes you feel uncomfortable or makes you feel a little bit scared right now then in order to be successful on your journey you're probably going to have to challenge some of those feelings and and challenge how hunger makes you feel because it is kind of a part a part of the well it's not kind of it is part of losing weight is there's going to be an element of hunger there and i think that's the thing i struggled with most i even felt i even um felt this one popping up when i started again at the beginning of the year because i hadn't really actively tried to be in a calorie deficit and losing weight for a really long time and i, I noticed some of those old thoughts and feelings popping up of like that fear of like oh, i'm hungry like when's my like i need food now kind of thing and almost like rushing to food so it if it does make you feel a bit uncomfortable, kind of expect that and be ready to challenge how it makes you feel, basically. And then number two, listen to it. Because it isn't hunger versus fullness. It's not like you go from, I'm really, really full, to I'm really, really hungry in a split second. That's not what happens, even though that's what it sometimes feels like. You'll have probably notice this when you are doing something that's keeping your mind busy. So you might be sat in work, um, you might work from nine, I don't know, no, let's say you start to work at eight in the morning and all of a sudden at like half past 10, quarter to 11, you're like, oh my God, I'm starving. Like, I need food, like, I'm absolutely starving. And it feels like as the clock moved that one second, that one tick, you immediately became hungry. But what's actually happened is our mind is so busy, there's so much going on and we're not really focused on our hunger levels that we've gone from a one out of 10 where we're like not hungry at all, like we're full, like painfully full, to a two, to a three, to a four, to a five, and so on, until we're at a seven, an eight, a nine, and then for whatever reason, something's happened that's like made you think of food, like you might have smelt it, you might have seen a particular colour that's related to food, you might have seen a branding, like you might have seen a McDonald's branding, you might actually be listening to this now, thinking about food and going, oh my God, I'm starving. And it makes you feel like it's just happened, but actually what's happened is, as I said, you've gone through that scale. So it's really important to listen to your hunger levels throughout the day. And as you get better at it, you don't need to be as conscious, But at first, it can be great to have those sort of cues throughout the day. So like, it might be that on the hour, you're like, check in with yourself. How hungry am I feeling right now? And you might say at 10 a.m., I'm feeling about like a 6 out of 10. And by 11, you might be like, well, I'm now a 9 out of 10. So you know that during that time period, your hunger, it doesn't speed up. But if you don't actually take note of it, you get to a 9 out of 10. You're absolutely starving. You go into your next meal. You feel uncontrollable. You overeat. Then you feel guilty and ashamed about what you've done. Then you're guilty and the, the cycle continues. Whereas if you have the skill, which takes time, this isn't an overnight thing, it'll require some practice, where at 10 a.m. you're like, oh, I'm about a six or a seven out of 10. I'm going to grab a snack. And then you have that and that then reduces your hunger levels. So then you get to dinner time and you are able to then make a different decision. 
you've then listened to your hunger and allowed yourself to do something different. So listening to it is a really, really difficult but really important skill that, as I said, will take time, will take practice. Yeah, and I think, it again, this is one that I massively experienced. I actually remember having the conversation with you and going, like, I, I just don't feel like I know what, like, what my in-between is. I feel like I just get to a 10. Like I don't, I, I remember just being like, how 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 is the bits in between that? And it took me a really long time to understand that. And what was really interesting is what I thought was a ten was probably also more like a six or a seven on my hunger scale. But I was too scared to let myself go past that because it made me panic. And actually, when I allowed myself to ride that wave, that that actually hunger, sorry, that level of hunger dipped a little bit again before it went back up, and that allowed me to see that there were levels to my hunger that I didn't even know existed because I was eating so quickly. And I think if you're someone who is constantly like getting to that high end of the scale and wait until then to eat, you're going to feel that like lack of control around food because when we're so hungry, like really, really hungry, we can't mindfully eat. It's that idea of like got to get everything in me now. And I think this kind of um ties into number three as well so learning from it so what caused your hunger and what could you do differently so if you're someone who does allow yourself to constantly keep getting to 10 on that hunger scale and then you eat and you overeat actually that might be something that you could work on it might be that you could pop a snack in like mid-morning because you go a really long time between your breakfast and your lunch and you're getting yourself over hungry so you could be like using that hunger scale to to learn from it and, and understand how you could tweak your habits it could actually be and i think this ties back to number one of this idea that yes there might be a level of hunger but your food choices could make that hunger really intense if you're not focusing on food quality if you're focusing on the quality of foods that you're eating that those spikes in hunger won't be as dramatic and yes you will feel a sense of hunger but it won't be horrific because you are thinking about how you're feeling yourself from meal to meal and if you can find a balance between just hitting that six or seven before you start eating so you've got control around food but you're 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 still feeling that sense of hunger you'll find that it's much easier to achieve your weight loss goals now if you're someone who's maybe come from say something like slimming world to calorie counting and when you started calorie counting you just kind of ate whatever you might have found it harder to stick to that because actually in slimming world you were focusing a bit more on food quality and that was allowing you to not see these big spikes in hunger so you might want to combine a couple of those strategies together in terms of focusing on your food quality but also kind of your overall hunger and calories across the day so that you've not got those big spikes in hunger that is typically why we see a lot of people struggling to stick to calorie goals because they're just getting too hungry because of of meal quality and stuff isn't it 100 percent. so as a quick quick recap expect it listen to it learn from it yeah love that expect it listen to it learn from it you wrote it so i should love you a little bit whoever wrote that great job <laughs> great job i've just realized you've done the on the spot question but i think it was my turn this week wasn't it for you yeah but mine's relevant to now so i'm gonna have to do it oh right okay so, unless i don't have no, i didn't question. i didn't have one so i'm glad that you did tell it? you the question i'm gonna ask you then you can ask it me no okay so we've just heard the news the big news the no. shocking news what do you mean no you're gonna tell me the news that i don't like uh, jordan north yeah been booted off radio one do you think he's been kicked off 
Well, there's a lot. Of, there's a lot of conspiracy theories going around. I hate it when they don't tell you why. Because it was a very like, what's the word like? Dramatic. No, not so not the opposite. Like it wasn't dramatic. All it was just like John Knopf's gone, full stops. That was the tweet. It was just like it was very blunt and to the point. It wasn't like thank you so much for all these years of service. You've been amazing. Here's a video of your best bits. You know, like, really feel big like it up. It's been on mainstream for ages, though. No, but it was just very like see you later. It was like blunt and like abrupt and like. I don't know, I just feel like you'd do a big thing, wouldn't you? Like, Jordan Norris, like, loved by a lot of people. Even if yeah. he's not been there a long time, you'd think they'd have, like, a... What's he called when they have, like, a video of all the best bits? Like, montage. Montage of his best moments. Some I don't funny think they things do that on, said. like, radio. Well, they blimmin' well should. Well. Anyway. I hope, leave. It, I hope when I leave this podcast, you do a montage of my best bits. Mm. You can't, because you don't have to get into the thing. And he's not even, more. like, old and the fire in a while. I mean, Greg James has been there longer and he's older than him, so I feel like he should be big Well, that's why there's conspiracy then. theories. They're saying has he done something wrong? Has he said something he shouldn't have? Has he fallen out with someone? Aww. Has he just walked in one day and gone, I'm fed up with this? And gone it's off? weird as well, because I didn't like Jordan off until on the radio until he was on I'm a Celebrity, and then it changed my opinion of him. That probably happened for a lot of people, John. Yeah. Anyway, my question. We've just had the news that Jordan North's been booted from Radio 1 yeah. for the terrible things he's done. Don't know if that's true or not. And he's been replaced by Jamie Lang. Love Jamie Lang so much. But if you were in charge of Radio 1 and yeah. he wasn't allowed to bring in Jamie Lang... Jamie Lang. Well, you've not I want Jamie Lang. Well, you're not allowed. Sorry, he's busy. I've got another idea. Who would you bring in? Can I bring back Nick Grimshaw? No. <laughs> he's, all, he's busy. I want Nick Grimshaw I'm going to keep saying he's busy until so you pick someone I like. <laughs> you can't pick anyone. There's loads of rules here now. <laughs> You can't pick Jamie Lang because that's a pointless question. Uh, I really like Jamie Lang though. I think he should have just permanently replaced Molly on Matt and Molly. Yeah, we're not a big fan of Molly, are we? I don't. I don't like Matt either, to be honest. I not just like Jamie fan. Lang. Yeah, replace anyone really. <laughs> Jamie's great. Um, I think that I would like. You're allowed Nick Grimshaw, but is that who you would genuinely bring back? Yeah. I love Nick Grimshaw. I'd want him in the morning though. I prefer Jack- yeah. Greg at night and Nick in the morning. No, okay, let's let's be. Um... <laughs> what about on the radio? <laughs> No, let's be creative. Come on, like, and think of someone different. I, I think you should I can't think, think of anyone different. Russell Howard. Oh, that's quite funny. Comedian yeah. would be a good idea. I, I would love Russell Howard. I'd actually get a nine-to-five if I could listen to Peter Kay in the morning on the way to work. <laughs> <laughs> I'd go and get a job so I could no, try to work. No, but he wouldn't be funny. Russell Howard would be funny because he's reactive humour. Peter Kay is? Mm, is he? He's more observational. Observa- yeah, I see what you mean. So, like, he creates scenarios, doesn't he? Where, like, I remember going to the first... I talk about this one to you all the time, but I don't think the listeners will have heard about this. I remember going to my first gig to... Uh, watching Russell Howard for the first time, and I would say 95% of his set was just, like, off-the-cuff stuff reacting to the audience. And he clearly I would have had, like, a whole... Like a compare. Yeah, it was more like that, and yeah, it was it was like a that. big like venue. It was what I can't remember what it's called in Preston, like a big bigish one in Preston. I went watching him at. Well, it wasn't like it was like a tiny little place. I think he's like that, isn't he? Uh, that, is it James Smith that we went watching? Not James. No. What's his name? Paul Smith. Paul Smith. And we he, left early because yeah, it was awful. awful. But he was amazing as a compere. Like he was yeah. really funny at work in the crowd. Although I have seen a lot of like joke videos of him now, so he basically just tells the same joke all the time. Oh, right, okay. He just asks the woman what her name is and then calls her something beginning with the letter S, which I won't say because don't want this to be an explicit. <laughs> um, no, then... I love Russell Howard for that, though. I, but then, interestingly, when we went watching him in the Manchester Arena, I thought he was going to be terrible he was because amazing, he? He, I was like, well, he can't do that in a big no. arena. Like, he can't do, like, bouncing off the audience. But he just did, like, Stand up and he was just he as good. It, didn't he? he really did. He, he put his stage in the middle of the room. Yeah, we were accidentally on the front row. We didn't that know. Was mad. Uh, we walked in and we were like, 
we were somewhat like row D or something, weren't we? So we were like fairly near the front, we thought. Yeah. But it turned out because he was in the middle of the thing, we were like front row. Front row looking up. Yeah, it was mad. Um, but yeah, I think Russell Howard because he's good at like. That'd be a funny way. Imagine to start, it like yeah. his reaction to the news, like when they do the news. I think he's too big for Radio One, but that'd be. Good. I mean, I said you could choose anyone, so yeah, but I think that'd be hilarious. Yeah. I'd like to listen to Russell Howard and Jamie Lang on the same. They partner them up. Yeah. Partner everyone up now, don't they? I think they'd be too much energy together. Oh, you'd be I feel ready like for the day. Like bundles of energy. You'd be, and you'd be ready for the day, wouldn't you? After listening to. Oh, Jordan, now something in the afternoon. Yeah, no, but I was just saying, like, if if he oh, was right. on in the morning, like that'd be a carnage. Although I, it doesn't really matter that Jordan Nars leaving because I don't really listen to radio. We listen to anymore. no radio at all. Well. I think I've realised... that's it. I know, we used to, though. We went for a spell where we had it on all the time, but I think I just realised I'm old now and I don't like the chart music. I don't like the news. I like the chart music, but I hate the news. There's not that much news on. Just once every hour. Does it not? There's too much. Oh, no, once every half hour, isn't it? There's too much, though. It's like... Hello, welcome to BBC News. Oh. Here's some bad news. No, stop doing that thing where you just create a story and then just ramble on about something that's not even real for you. That is real, it does happen. No, no, I want you to say, hello, welcome to the news. And it's not when you just go on and on and on and create a Oh no, I was just going to end it there, like, hello, welcome to news. Here's some bad news. That's what they do, and here's some more bad news. You're like, why? Stop it. Stop giving me bad news. Would well, you know what they should do? They should just have, like, good news. Here's something great. That's what Russell Howard did. Oh, he did, did Russell Howard's good news? (laughs) Is that what it was called? We should bring Russell Howard onto the radio (laughs) just to do the news. So we can do a segment after the news that's called good news. He does it before and then I turn it off. (laughs) Don't hear all the bad stuff that's happening. Makes me upset. Yeah, there's not enough good stuff in the news, is there? No. We should bring a section in. Jen Williams is good news. You just say good things that have happened this week. The, we'll Google the good things and then we'll just tell everybody what the good things are yeah. so they don't have to Google them. That would be nice. It's a good segment. Good Starting segment. now, go. Uh, the babies are speaking to each other. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> Fine, I'm Google the you? <laughs> Right, hopefully that's helped. Hopefully you enjoyed that. And if anybody's got any better examples of who should come onto the radio other than Russell Howard, DM us. Have a good one. Share this episode. See you later. Bye.